Hey, welcome to Liturgy and Lore. This is Pastor Andy. And this is Brother Evan. And today we're going to be looking at aliens, so come along for the ride. Alright, welcome back to Liturgy and Lore, the podcast that looks at fringe and paranormal things from a Christian worldview. Uh, as we said, I'm, br- uh, pa- I said, I'm almost said I'm Brother Andy. I am Pastor Andy with my brother, Brother Ev. How you doing, Brother Ev? Pretty good. Pretty good. Excited about uh, tonight's topic. It's pretty uh, timely with all the crazy stuff going on right now. Who knows what actually happens by the time our listeners get a hold of this, but... Yeah, maybe everybody will be zapped and... It won't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, uh, I'm excited to get into this one tonight. Awesome. Well, why don't we start with Weird Around the World, because that's been a lot of fun for me. I have two for us to look at today. These are just news and events from around the world that are strange. And so the first one, uh, if we're ready to jump in, is from CNN. So we went to like one of the big boy news stations, whether you like those or not. Um, CNN.com possible meteorite strikes New Jersey home, authorities say. Did you see this at all, Ev? Uh, I heard about it. I didn't really take too much into what it was. I think I just saw some like headlines on it or something like that, but nothing in depth. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it is the, the headline says it all. There was a meteorite, what, we th- what people think was a meteorite, uh, a metallic object crashed through the roof of a house and ricocheted around a bedroom. So I kind of picture it like Flubber. Remember that movie? Like it comes just like bing, 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 bing. Yeah, it sounds like a cartoon or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no injuries were reported. Um, still yet to be seen if somebody gets supernatural abilities from this or something like that. <laughs> Maybe it was a big thing of kryptonite came through. Yeah, pretty cool. So it happened um, during what was called the Eta Aquarides or Aquariides. It's a a meteor shower so people are assuming uh, authorities are assuming it's probably something to do with that so um, I don't know the difference between a meteor and a meteorite is a meteorite one that comes to the ground uh, I mean without reading anything in here because I don't know if it actually says it in the article uh, that you put <laughs> yeah, here, but I have no idea is a meteor just a larger version of a meteorite like is a meteorite a piece of a meteor yeah it sounds small right like- yeah I mean I have nothing to base this on at all <laughs> other than uh just taking a a stab in the dark. Um, But hey, say it with confidence and people will believe you. Yeah. It does say here that this is actually not as rare as we think, that space rocks strike all the time, strike Earth all the time. What is rare is hitting a house because a majority of our Earth is covered in oceans and, you know, deserts and forests. Like people, we actually live on a very small part of the Earth when you look at it like surface area. So Kind of crazy to hit somebody's house. That's a bad night for you, right? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, you actually were correct. I was wrong. So a meteoroid survives its trip to the atmosphere and hits the ground. It's called a meteorite. Mm. So I don't know if a meteor and a meteoroid are the same thing. If that's like, it looks like a meteoroid is like the overall term. And then it's just like a rock or metallic whatever from an asteroid or comet or something that flies around. The meteor is the streak you see through the air, and the meteorite is when it is what survives and hits the ground. Okay. So what I saw is most of them don't survive, or they're in such small pieces by the time, you know, it's like dust, basically. But they're not out of the question. And then, so now they're looking into it. This was written in on back in May, May 9th, but it took a while for me to, to find it. 
And uh, yeah, it's just cool. It says um, they're looking to see if it has what's called fusion crust, which sounds pretty cool. It sounds like sounds like a new pizza hut option yeah, or right? something. <laughs> right. Um, and that's when it, because it gets so hot, it basically turns to glass on the outside. Um, and then the other thing is they look for how heavy it is. A meteorite is like extra heavy because it's really packed. With, it says packed with dense metals. So this lady in the picture here, I haven't watched the video, but she's just like holding it in her hand. I'm like, I've seen enough movies. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> that's, I think they like hatch like an egg or something. <laughs> yeah. Or like you're going to get radiation poisoning and turn into some villain. So keep your eyes out for this crazy <laughs> villain to pop up around here. Um, and it is not that far from us. It's New Jersey. I don't know where Hopewell Township is, but Jersey's not far from us in Philadelphia. Uh, so that's the first one. Pretty small or small article. Not much to say, but just kind of cool to, to look at. The next one is from CBS News. So we got all the big ones today. Uh, well, not all, but two big ones. These aren't like geocities.com slash UFO slash meteors, right? We're on CBS News. You actually put this one in here. Um, it says, Texas authorities investigate mysterious cases of dead cows found with their tongues removed. So uh, since you found it, why don't you walk us through it? Tell us what it's about. Yeah, so this is uh, what I was talking about last week. Uh, when I thought maybe this was what you're going to be bringing up for Weird Around the World. It's a little older than what I thought it was. Uh, it's from back in April. But yeah, just wanted to circle back to that one because it was really interesting. It's like something straight out of like a X-Files or a sci-fi movie or something like that. But uh, it's essentially down in Texas, they're finding all these cows. I think it was six of them that they found uh, with their tongues cut out, uh, no blood around the animals. Some of them have organs missing. It's straight out of a sci-fi novel or something like that. One yeah. of the weird things that they're seeing is that the ranchers are reporting that no predators or birds are even scavenging their remains. Uh, so if you know anything about a dead animal or if you've driven past one on your way to work in the morning, right. you know it doesn't take long before some sort of predator, whether it's like a coyote or a vulture or whatever, starts picking away at them. None of that's been happening. They've just been left untouched for weeks. Even afterwards. Yeah, so it's not only that it has to be by something more than animal that killed it because it's such precision in the cuts. Yeah. But these opportunistic animals aren't even coming and eating the dead animal afterwards. They're just letting them sit there for weeks on end, which, again, like if you've driven past a deer that's been hit on the side of the road, yeah. it doesn't last that long until you start seeing just bones laying there. It's pretty wild like if it's someone out there doing it as a hoax they're really really diving into that one they're really laying they're in gross. hard yeah <laughs> and pretty disturbed if that's what they yeah. think is funny did you say too about sorry because for the listeners my oldest daughter just got home from going <laughs> swimming so she was kind of coming into the room here did you say anything about um the ones that had other things also removed other than their tongues uh, so that's the only difference they're finding is a couple of them are missing other organs. Uh, they're not, it's not just their tongues that are missing on right. some of them. And then, but what I saw was it says their other organs, like you said, were taken, but then a circular cut was made removing their genitalia. Like, wow. Okay. So if this is a hoax, this is a disturbed person. <laughs> now I will say that is stuff you hear from like the old like sci-fi things of like, Oh, yeah. they want to study the reproductive systems of yeah. earth creatures. And so like there would be something there. If someone is trying to do a hoax, there's enough fiction out there that covers this kind of stuff oh, right. and yeah. like other stories that would like inspire it, but that doesn't make them any less creepy and gross uh, 
to be doing a hoax like that. But it's just, uh, yeah, I thought this one was kind of strange. There was no footprints or tire tracks that led up to these cows. No signs of struggles around them. And they're still uh, listed as unknown for the cause of death. So Yeah, super weird. Yeah. <laughs> Straight, clean cut, apparent precision cuts. That's what it says, too. Like, So it wasn't like something ripped it out or something like that. Right. Cool. So, yeah, we have crazy stuff happening. We have meteors falling through ceilings we have cows with their tongues getting cut out to quote dumb and dumber our birds heads are falling (laughs) off (laughs) what is happening in our world the world is weird out there right it's as one of my favorite i guess theologians would be the word michael heiser says the world is stranger than we think but thinking shouldn't be strange (laughs) but i like that saying but this definitely illustrates that first point yeah, these are great lead-ins to the whole topic for this week with aliens, because I feel like yeah. the meteorite's coming down, you got cows that are being uh, cut up and uh, examined, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're talking to aliens today, so it is a perfect lead-in. I thought a great way to start, we did this on our very first episode, and it was kind of fun, um, was to do a quiz. And so, why don't we do a quiz on UFOs? I took it ahead of time without looking at the answers. Then I went back and graded mine, and we'll let you do yours. Is that cool? You good to do that? Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say, since I was researching and reading stuff and watching you know, different things leading up to this, it did. I did get an inflated score. Now, I didn't like look at answers, but you know what I mean. I had looked up some of this stuff or had read some of this stuff just very recently. So yeah. it did help me out quite a bit, but... I guess we'll just go through, and I'll tell you the answer after each one. You can keep track of uh, who gets what right here. Yeah, as I say, are you uh, keeping track on your end, or do I need to make sure I find a crayon laying around here? Yeah, crayon (laughs) that you use all your for your good writing. Yeah, exactly. Right. First one. We'll start it off very uh, right at the. We're not gonna bury the lead. That's what I'm trying to say. In what year did the famous Roswell UFO accident occur? I should know this one because I just was listening to some podcasts that was covering this was it 1947 you nailed it yeah 1947 i just was watching something on this one so that was pretty fresh for me so nice so we both got that one right and uh real quick for uh, anybody listening that would be pastor andy's dog in the background just to enjoy those sounds as uh, some background noise we are real people and we do not have studios so you get yeah, the full, say, you get the full is, effect with us <laughs> this is real life like i have a dog i got four kids you know it's it's wild around here so we're welcoming you guys into our homes <laughs> yeah exactly you're, you're just coming over to visit and hang out with us uh over a nice glass of whiskey or or something at night while my kids are uh as someone told us they're free range children so <laughs> yeah we both got the first one right you have uh Roswell you got that one too 1947 i did All right, so here is another one. Don't get too confused because it's also about 1947. What term did pilot Kenneth Arnold use to describe the objects he saw flying near Mount Rainier in 1947? Fun fact, this was two months before the, or two weeks, two weeks or two months before the Roswell incident. So I'm just going to let you guys hear my thinking on my answer on this as I think through it because I'm between two answers. I think it's either the cigar shape that's so famous everyone talks about or this is flying saucer which everyone else hears about are my two guesses i'm going between i'm gonna go with flying saucer as being the answer to this one nailed it again this is the first time flying saucers well to be technical and we'll talk about this later he just used the he said they were like skipping saucers across a pond 
That's how they moved. And the guy, the reporter, accidentally wrote down that they were shaped like flying saucers, which is not true. They were like a different shape at the time. They're kind of like a Batman logo almost, <laughs> is sort of what they looked like to him. But they skipped like saucers. So, yeah, we got you're two for two. I'm two for two. Next one. Which U.S. military program investigated UF sightings from 19, or UFO sightings from 1952 to 1969? I do not have a good guess, so I'm just going to say CIA. No. Uh, I don't know why I marked you as right on that one because you are a big fat wrong. Um, it was Project Blue Book. Oh, okay. And that was where they kept track of the sightings. And we'll talk about that in a little bit too. So I did just study some of this stuff to get ready for this. That's that's one I wouldn't have gotten for sure before this. Yeah, I had nothing on that. That was a complete just shot in the dark. Yeah, it would have been for me too. Uh, what is the name of the first of the alleged first alien abduction case in 1961 involving Betty and Barney Hill. Oh, gosh. I know this uh, case, but I did not know it had a name other than Betty and Barney Hill. I know the, the players You got it correct. It. I kept it on here because it was an absurd question. It's the Barney and Betty okay. and Barney Hill. <laughs> I said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's I what wrote. I thought it was called. <laughs> I said Hill abduction, and it said the Betty and Barney Hill abduction. Okay. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I feel a lot better than that because I was like, I don't know it by any other name. <laughs> Yeah, because there isn't one. It was so just for fun, we did this in the first episode. I let ChatGBT write these questions for us so that I didn't have the answers either. You know, and so I caught it being wrong on a couple things. So if if there's something that's wrong on here and we don't we miss it, let us know. We actually have now created our own socials, so you can go to Liturgy and Lore on both Twitter and Instagram and let us know if we got something wrong here. Uh, next question though. Who wrote the book Communion? which detailed his alleged alien abduction experiences. Oh, uh, is this the, I should know his name on this one. Is this the logger? I'm not going to get his name, but the, the logging guy that disappeared and uh, came back. Oh, I have no idea who he is. But I just have his name. <laughs> if you say his name, I'll know if I'm thinking of the right guy or not. Okay. You put me down as no, but. Whitley Stryber. Nope, not the same guy. I, I did not know it either, so <laughs> I got that one wrong. Completely wrong. I don't know who he is. Didn't have time to look him up after we took the quiz or after I took the quiz. <laughs> I actually thought it might be Buzz Aldrin, although I know he hadn't been abducted. I just guessed it because he took communion on the moon. I was like, well, maybe that's it. But Oh, uh, gotcha. Uh, next one should be a gimme. If you get this one wrong, we're canceling the podcast. What does the acronym UFO stand for? So I feel like this is an outdated question now with uh, the hey. new acronym for it, but this would be unidentified flying object. Of course, that was an easy one. But now it's, uh, what is it, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon? Yes, yeah. which is UAP. Because they, you know, it, it does make sense because they're not flying, necess- or they may or may not be flying. We don't know, so we're saying yeah. it's, and it might not be an object, you know, for, for in the case of, like, the Northern Lights, if that's throwing you off, that's not an object, right? right. It's a phenomenon. So we both got that one. Next one, and this is one I got because I had been reading up on things and watching some stuff so i don't know if you'll get this one or not it was which u.s president claimed to have seen a ufo while serving as governor of georgia so that last part is important because at least two have said they've seen a ufo gosh i couldn't tell you who which presidents were governors of georgia uh jimmy carter yeah you nailed it did you know that he had a ufo experience i feel like i did 
see something where he's talked about it, but also he was a president with a southern accent. So okay, <laughs> it's good deduction skills. So yes, he it was him. Uh, he also. It, uh, the other president that has had a UFO experience or be- at least believes in them is Ronald Reagan. Uh, that I'm oh, aware I didn't of. know that one at all. Yeah. So he was like a, I don't know if you want to say a proponent of or, or a believer in UFOs. Next one's just a fun one. What popular sci-fi TV series follows the investigations of FBI agents Mulder and Scully <laughs> in the paranormal phenomena? So I've already referenced the show once and we'll see how many more references I make because I am actually a fan of the TV show. Not so much the movie, but... Uh, this is the X-Files. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a movie. It was alright. Not a big fan. <laughs> a little slow. Which I'll probably get some uh, people hating on me in comments on that. But <laughs> Yeah, I actually watched the X-Files like one or two times as a kid. I remember actually being at someone's house and watching it with their parents. And we were probably too young to be watching it, like real talk. <laughs> and I was so scared <laughs> that I like never watched it again. And now I've I've actually just recently, partly because of this podcast, started rewatching it. And it... It's a pretty great show. It's yeah, pretty fun. I'm a, I'm a fan I'm, of it. I'm only like six or seven episodes in. So some of, again, some of the listeners are like, what? You've, you're into this and you've <laughs> never watched The X-Files? Yeah, I'm ashamed, but I'm trying to make up and atone for my sin there and <laughs> and watch it. Yeah, my so, wife is uh, not into the show. So that's one of those, like after she goes to bed early, I'll watch an episode before I fall asleep on the couch kind yeah, of shows. I don't know if my wife would be into it or not. She does like some weird shows sometimes. But yeah, I, I might have to try it, see if she'll like it. Uh, next question. What I did not get this one, so I'll give you that much at the beginning. What is the name of the radio telescope facility in Puerto Rico that searches for extraterrestrial intelligence? So I actually think I might know this one. Okay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly because I'm just kind of thinking how I've seen it in like articles. Okay. Arcebo or Arcebo or Arcebo. Yeah, how the heck is did that you it? get that? Did you cheat? No. Yeah, you got it. I feel like I've read about it, and I'm trying to. I've seen the word. I've never heard it said on a documentary, so I'm just okay. trying to think. I don't know it. how it's said either, but it's like Arecibo <laughs> or something. Yeah, or Arecibo. Wow, I'm impressed that you got that. Well, when you started saying Puerto Rico, that's when I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I had guessed SETI, which is that's an organization which stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, which this may or may not be a part of, but that was my guess. Um, next one. In what year did the famous Phoenix Lights incident occur? Uh, I think this was in the 70s. I I don't know. I should know this one because I was watching documentaries on this one. Or not documentaries, but like little tiny episodes of things. Yeah. I'm going to say 78. That is wrong. I had 68, and I was also wrong. It is 1997. Oh, I did wow. not know it was that way recent. Way more recent. Like we, we were way <laughs> off, both of us. I was at least a decade closer, but still way yeah. off. I actually have to admit, I don't know much about it. It's something I'll have to look up a little bit more. I just know it's one of those that way too many people saw for it to be nothing. Okay, I don't know that one, so I'll have to look into it. Uh, next one, which fictional extraterrestrial character is famous for saying phone home? <laughs> uh, let's go with E.T. That would be correct. Or the extraterrestrial. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Um, next one. What is the name of the... We'll keep it moving because that was a fast easy. Some of these are fast. No reason to Yeah, sorry. We got a lot time. of chatter going on. No, that's okay. That's part of... That's what the people come for. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> what is the name of the alleged crash site in New Mexico other than Roswell? So there was another one in Roswell, another alleged crash site. What's that one? 
Uh, I'm going to try not to take too long thinking on this because I feel like I should know this one. I did not get this one. I'm going to so kick know. myself, I think, when you say it. Let's see if I recognize it when you say the name. I'll, I'll take the L. You'll take the L? Yeah. It was the Aztec Incident. Does that have the city? I guess Aztec is the city. I don't know. I don't really uh, know. It was okay. a hoax, too. It looks like it was. Then, no, I wouldn't have got it. I don't feel as bad. It then. was figured out to be a hoax uh, around the same time. Uh, okay, what is the common? This one I think you'll get. What is the common name for the government facility located in Nevada, which is often associated with UFO conspiracy theories? Uh, yeah. Oh, Area 51. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> i was like if you don't get this you're gonna it's just, it might be the wording of the question you'll be like oh yeah i was like blanking there for a minute all right okay next one keep it moving what who directed the 1977 sci-fi film close encounters of the third kind was that spielberg it was all right we're on a roll we, As we i'm doing pretty about, good on this you said you didn't know a lot about uh ufos and aliens in our very first podcast and this proves that that's wrong i didn't say i don't know a lot i said they're not my favorite but there's a lot of content out there. All right. Which country government, which country's government released official UFO files to the public in 2008? Uh, let's say Argentina. That is wrong. Uh, I did not even. I said China. I don't know why. I just guessed something and I got it wrong, too. It is the UK. Uh, oh, wow. That would have not been on my list. I was thinking South right, America same. or something. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking like Asia somewhere. I don't know why. Because they have all the... lots of. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say because there's lots of sightings in Asia, but that's probably why you're thinking South America too, right? Yeah, because they have all the volcano sightings. Yeah. Uh, in the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial, what type of candy did E.T. enjoy eating? Oh, one of my favorites, Reese's Pieces. That's correct. These aren't too hard. These are kind of fun. Yeah, the pop culture ones I'm doing really good in. <laughs> yeah, there's random really hard ones um, that happen here. So. Uh, what is the term used to describe the belief that aliens have been visiting Earth throughout history and interacting with humans? Uh, I'm going to go with the ancient alien theory. That's right. Or ancient astronauts. Either one. I think either one is fine. The official answer from ChatGPT was uh, ancient astronaut theory, but I'll take ancient aliens too. That's fine. Because it's our show. We can do what we want. <laughs> and I'm hoping you're going to give me one later that I had a similar type thing. <laughs> so... The next one, which planet in our solar system is often associated with the possibility of hosting extraterrestrial life? Um, I mean, I guess I'd, it's probably Mars. Yeah, Martians, right? Yeah. It has to be. That is what it is. I got that one, too. And then the last one that I have for us, and this is the one I hope you'll give me because I was really close, but I, uh, it's who is the author of the book Chariots of the Gods, which popularized the ancient astronaut theory. I want to say it's like Hans something. Uh, he's on Ancient Aliens, the TV show, all the time. I can picture his face, but I yep. can't get the name. Giving up? Yeah, I'll take the L. It was Eric Von Daniken. Ah, the Von. I was thinking Hans Von. Yeah. <laughs> I said Eric Von Daniker. I I said Daniker. So you can give it to me or not, but eh, I'll give it to you because I think you already beat me anyway by one or two. So I don't think that's the. Actually, that might be the deciding factor. We'll see here. Let's see. You got you got 13. You got a score of 13. And I got 14. It was the deciding one. So, yeah, I'm not giving it to you then. Okay, fine. We got a tie. <laughs> I'll take it. It was a tie. Now, with everything that's been going on in your house site, I think you might need the, the win on this. I'll give it to you. Okay, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> quiet now. Everybody's quiet now. So, that was just a fun way to get us started uh, on 
thinking about ancient or not ancient aliens aliens in general yes ancient aliens included and tonight just i don't know if i said this earlier but just to let everybody kind of know the flow of this show is our plan is to make this the overview show um looking at everything that we can think of that's alien uh, we could think of it as like a mile wide and an inch deep and then we're gonna have we're trying to think of a fun name we called it like this the alien summer or like you know they say like it's hot girl summer. It's going to be hot alien summer. <laughs> and we're going to look at a lot of other topics in depth. So we'll look at things like Roswell, the ancient astronaut theory, some of the, the whistleblower stuff that's going on right now. And so just wanted to let you know that ahead of time. If we don't talk about your favorite part of it, one, let us know. But two, it, it's probably coming along the way. We just want to get it, get us, get us started, get us set the table, so to speak, so that when we get going with the specifics, we already are all starting at the same place. So, uh, I, I think one of the ways to start, we kind of did this through the quiz, but I thought it would be fun just to think about the cultural fascination with aliens for a minute. And uh, I don't have any talking points other than when do you think it started? That's kind of what I was thinking. When did this whole alien thing start? I know Roswell, right, and the flying saucers, but with pop culture, or maybe what is your experience with aliens in the culture and that kind of stuff, Ev? Not what it is yet. We're going to get there, but just kind of thinking about the, the um, yeah, cultural fascination with UFOs. So first I'll hit like kind of the cultural view of it, the pop culture side of it, and then I'll dive into kind of my interactions with it, if you want to call it that. But I mean, I guess there's probably ever since the Roswell stuff, there's always been the, and like, there's been news reports on it yeah. and that sort of thing. There's probably always been this sect of people, this kind of outlier group, the minority that got into it, that believed it, that were interested in it. Cause I'm sure at that point, if you were a kid and you were local enough to hear that report go out, you probably went outside and looked at the stars at night. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it goes on from there. And as time's gone on, that's kind of grown as more sightings have happened and, we have better evidence with videos. It's not just pictures and someone's word anymore. It's your neighbor uh, across the yeah. street might have something that he caught on his cell phone or something like that. But I think probably from a pop culture standpoint and being like mainstream, this is slightly before my time. Maybe not yours. I don't know when it came <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> we are a little bit uh, of an age gap. Nothing too crazy. But uh, E.T., uh, were you around when that first came out? Uh, I don't know when it came out. I think, I, I mean, I remember it being like a phenomenon still, at least when I was young. Let's see, when did E.T. come out? Because I think that had to have probably been when it really like took off in the 80s. I'm pretty sure it was an 80s movie. I don't know when in the 80s, uh, but... 82, so I was not yet okay. alive. But I mean, I remember I watched it as a kid. It was a big movie. I mean, there was parts, I guess, as a kid that are scary in it, but it's not a horror movie. It's not like a encounters of the third kind type of movie that right are made to be a sci-fi movie that's kind of niche to that community this was definitely something that was put out to the masses that everybody was into yeah so that was probably if i had to guess probably the kicking off point yeah what about for you personally like did you ever have any interest in it as a kid or anything like that so not really um as a kid i wanted to be an astronaut that was always something i thought would be cool i always wanted to go to yeah. space camp yeah so did i but then i heard that's just like a bunch of math <laughs> so like i was always into space but not ufos i don't know if it was our religious upbringing that i feel like it was kind of like a taboo in the church to believe in aliens mm -hmm. i don't know if that was really it or not because i don't know if it was really explicit but i always kind of felt like oh yeah 
more implicit yeah yeah like that's not a not a thing because it's not in the bible we don't we don't talk about that kind of deal like not that it's bad but it's not an existing thing just was never anything i really got into i think the first thing that made me somewhat interested was ancient aliens to be honest the crazy dude with the hair everyone can picture i'm saying just by saying that yeah i still love those shows and I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big UFO alien guy, but I think they're super interesting. I like the history part that's tied into it. It really makes you think whether you think it's crazy or not. It still makes you think. So I think that part of it I really can get into is the the ancient astronaut theories and stuff like that. I think is a lot of fun. But now it's hard to deny that there's something happening, whether it's uh, foreign governments testing stuff or our government testing things, or if it is aliens or interdimensional or whatever, there's stuff going on. Um, so it's definitely becoming more uh, topical and uh, yeah. a part of life that you can't ignore is what is this that's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I was thinking about when do I kind of all those same questions. When do I think it started? ET is a good point. I, I'm sure that was like a important point. I was thinking earlier just because of things like Star Trek and Star Wars, you know, like those movies oh, that's were true. huge too. That's true. Um, now they're not explicitly about UFOs, but they're about space, right? And so, and I mean, those people or things in those movies are alien, right? Exactly. <laughs> they're not so aliens, yes. And then, you know, I was also thinking about like, can you imagine? This was not our lifetime, but maybe some of our listeners even, um, like the space race, like once like we became the aliens kind of right. Like that's super interesting. Mm. And we, you know, in some sense, like when we stepped on the moon, like we were extra, not terrestrial because terrestrial means earth, I guess, but like, you know, interplanetary travelers at that point or whatever you want. Like we, we landed somewhere else that wasn't our home and we were the aliens. <clears throat> so it's kind of, I'm sure that was sparked a lot of things. Uh, even I read, some of C.S. Lewis, he wrote a, a series, everyone knows about the Narnia series, but he wrote one about space travel, and they go to foreign worlds and things too, called um, the Space Trilogy. And so, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint, but I bet E.T. was a big one for sure. Yeah, it's just interesting. My own personal take on it, I've always found it really fascinating. So almost the opposite of you, growing up <laughs> in the same home. I never really believed in it, um, I should say, as a kid. Like, it wasn't something... I was kind of a skeptic, but I found it fascinating and I was really intrigued by it, you know, and every time I'd watch any kind of uh, documentary or whatever, I'd be like, that'd be cool if that was real (laughs) in some sense. But I also was like, honestly, and we'll talk about this later. I was a little afraid of it being real. Like, what does that mean about like Jesus and God? If this is, if they're real, you know, if aliens are real, how does that fit in? It's part of the reason I want to do this podcast is I want to tell people there's ways to think about these things. So to that point, yeah. let me pull yeah. back the curtain a little bit to the viewers, because as everyone knows, like my name isn't just Brother Evan. We are brothers. We've talked about yeah. a little bit already on this episode. Uh, did you ever talk to mom and dad about it or ask them questions or did you kind of keep it to yourself within the, the house? It's a great question. I don't remember. So that tells me a couple of things. It means I didn't have some traumatic conversation with them. You sure. know, like I didn't ask them where they were like, how dare you talk about that? We can't talk about it um, or anything like that. Um, it also means I didn't have some like real riveting conversation either. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I do remember. So this is a weird one. And, you know, going back a little further, do you remember the heaven's gate cult that died? So I know it from like reading about it now and being into yeah. the fringe and, listening sure. to cult podcasts and stuff like that i'm very uh aware of it but i don't know if i was really old enough at the time 
Okay, so I was old enough. It happened in '97, so I would have yeah, been. Yeah, I was five. I was eleven, depending what point in the year it happened. And so, if you don't know, if you're a listener and aren't aware, it was a a cult. They were a UFO religious cult um, that believed that the Hale-Bopp comet, which was a big comet, and I remember this whole thing too, like everybody wanting to go see Hale-Bopp. It was one that comes by every, you know, it's like one of those that comes by like every thousand years or something like that, um, something crazy. And they believed that hidden in the tail of it was a UFO. And that the only way to, there's like a classic clip of him, the only way to survive is to leave with us, is what he always said on his, like, this is all after the fact. They were playing his videos. Um, so basically what this cult did, it, I don't remember how many people it was, but they all committed suicide. Uh, it was a mass suicide. I think it was the biggest mass suicide on U.S. soil ever. And um, to get to this this UFO, they were trying to get to the UFO behind the comet Hale-Bopp. And I was 11, and I remember thinking, like, what if they're right? You know, as an 11-year-old, this was startling that all these people would voluntarily kill themselves, like, freaked me out. And I remember thinking, like, what if they were right? Like, what if there was a vehicle for your soul, like, up there? And maybe their aliens are real, and what if they were trying to come help us? Like, so, you know, looking back, it sounds silly, but as a kid, it really messed with me a little bit and started me reading things and wanting to know things. So... Yeah, I don't know uh, where we go from there with the podcast with that. <laughs> I just was asking because I think maybe that's could have been why we have very different thoughts on it from like our childhoods growing up in the same house. Because I remember asking mom about aliens and if she listens to this podcast someday, maybe she'll correct me if my memory's yeah. <laughs> fuzzy on it. But I'm pretty sure we had this con- like a very short question. I just remember the answer statement of asking if they were real. And it was kind of a response of like, well, it doesn't talk about them being in the Bible and that they're not made in God's image because that would have been part of the creation story kind of conversation. Yeah. And so in my mind, I was like, well, then they weren't created by God because they're not talked about there. So, and you know, yeah. I mean, just in my child finite, sure. what I can comprehend, I think that's where I was like, okay, well then they're not real. And that, <laughs> that kind of stuck with me throughout like childhood, I guess you could say. Yeah. I don't have any a memory either way so i don't know and that's not saying that's a, a good or bad memory just a memory sure. in general yeah. but like i said mom if you do listen to this and i'm way off base uh, feel free <laughs> to to yell at me next time you see me <laughs> yeah so that's kind of our thoughts i thought we could t- talk to uh some of the things i want to talk about where was the hi- the next thing was the history of ufo stuff uh, like where did this come from and i can give a little quick explainer of what happened um so we all we already talked about this in our quiz a little bit, but the first major sighting was in 1947. This is kind of like the modern UFO kickoff. You know, there is the ancient aliens and there's stories of people from from the sky and other cultures and things like that. Uh, even people, some people say in the Bible, there's stories of UFOs. I don't think that's true. We'll talk about that. Um, but uh, the first major sighting was in 1947 when Kenneth Arnold, he was a businessman and a pilot. He saw all these objects, I think it was nine, moving in strange ways in the sky, like things that planes couldn't do. It was like hundreds of miles, like almost, a, I want to say like 1,500 miles per hour, skipping along. That's where he says, that's where the t- term flying saucer comes into being because he said they were flying like a saucer skipping across the lake. You know, you think of like skipping a stone. Yep. And the person said they were flying saucers, like the, the reporter, and said they were saucer-shaped. They weren't. At least that's not his, his report. But that's where we get the idea of flying saucers. And then in that same year, like just, a, I cannot remember if it's two weeks or two months. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but very close after is the year that the Roswell incident happened. And 
the Roswell incident, we're not going to dive into it too much, or really at all on this one, because we're going to do a whole episode, I think, on it. Yeah, that makes sense. But because there's so much. But really, this is the first reported crash of a UFO. So a UFO supposedly crashes in Roswell, New Mexico. There's all kinds of weird stuff around it. At first, we have government officials saying that it's something we don't know. An unidentified craft has crashed. Then they come back later and say it was just an air balloon. Then you have or a, a hot air, uh, not a hot air balloon, a weather balloon. Then we also have military people contradicting that story and people who said, no, I saw it. It definitely wasn't a weather balloon. And so that caused, I don't want to say UFO hysteria, but like UFO fever at this time. And that's when people were really getting into this. And what is this thing? And I can't imagine, like, that has to be kind of crazy, right? Military was interested immediately, like when this started happening, as you would think they would be, right? Because this is also time, you know, the world, things are tense around the world in the 40s. Right. And we're wondering who what is this stuff that's flying around in the sky? And so the military was interested and they started a bunch of different projects. But the one that really stuck was called Project Blue Book, which was in our quiz. And this was in 1952. And it lasted until 1969 formally. People say it went on for a long time. But this was where the government would gather reports like they would go and find all the reports they could find of UFOs. And their job was to categorize them into either identified or unidentified. You know, pretty standard. And here's what's cool about that. is actually 94% of them, they, w- they could tell what they were. They were either misidentification or some kind of other phenomena that was there, which makes sense, right? Like people see things. But here's the part that's kind of crazy. 6%, they could not identify at all. Like they had no idea what they were. So 6%, that's still a lot. Like they looked at something like, 12,000 reports like that's still a lot of things that are flying in the sky that they're like we don't know what that is and even if you cut that in half or more and say oh there's things that still could be explained they just couldn't figure it out you know what i mean like if you break that percentage up and here's what's crazy about this well one of the many things is the people that are seeing these things like we always see the ones on the news or like on documentaries and it's like uncle cletus was sitting outside (laughs) drinking for four hours straight of nothing but moonshine and he knows what he saw when this thing like okay those happen but it's also people like jimmy carter and ronald reagan saying they saw these things you know or like the elite air force pilots like elite air force pilots don't misidentify a weather balloon you know yeah i was gonna say if we got maverick and iceman out there seeing them we can uh trust that it's actually happening yeah (laughs) so all of these things are happening and at this time something we kind of take for granted like we just assume oh ufo it must be aliens or like that's what they're thinking but remember at this time nobody knows what it is like this is new kind of new uncharted territory and so people called the eth which is the extraterrestrial hypothesis you know someone had to say what if these things are coming from another planet or from off of our planet somewhere outside the earth you know that's not a given We'll talk about that in a little bit. What are UFOs? Like, it's not a given that they had to be. So somebody had to come up with that idea. These are aliens. So that was kind of the first phase of like the modern UFO history or alien history was these UFO encounters. But then it kind of shifted in the 60s and 70s to what we would call like close encounters or abductions. There is a rating scale, like close encounters of the first kind, second kind, third kind. I think third kind is when you're actually abducted. I believe that's how it works. I mean, if the movie's any indication, I would agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) So this was in the 60s and 70s. There was a bunch more reports of close encounters with UFOs. 
and abductions. Um, so there was a couple prominent cases. There's the Betty and Barney Hill abduction in 1961 and the Travis Walton abduction in 1975. And these were ones that got a lot of attention and continued the like kind of fever of UFOs. So, you know, we kind of answering our own question. When did all this start? It sounds like it started in 47. And then there's <laughs> plots along the way where it keeps like blowing up again. And side note, Travis Walton was who I was uh, trying to think of during the quiz that still would have been wrong for the communion question. Yep. <laughs> uh, Travis Walton was who I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, so that was the Close Encounters. That's still been going on. You know, these things have been happening. The um, If anything, the abduction phenomena is crazy right now, like in the last 20 years or so. It is kind of going off the charts. There's a lot of people claiming to have been abducted and claiming to have very real experiences and these are people, again, like smart people, people with nothing to gain, people who have everything to lose by coming forward with that. So, But that really ramped up in the 60s. Then um, in the 80s, we had what would be called like disclosure movements. And these were um, where people were upset with the government and were like, please tell us what you know. Like, we know you know things. Disclose it to us. And so there were groups and individuals that were kind of lobbying for this. Yeah, so... There's been some documents that have been declassified, but there's not ever really been any proof that contact had happened from a government perspective. Like still to this day, we don't have proof. You know, no government has said, yes, we made contact with a UFO. There's things that are close, but not that. Um, and then finally, we'll get into like modern investigations or that's kind of where we'll end our little history lesson here. So we have a bunch of organizations and civilian groups um, and people that investigate UFOs. If you have any streaming service, you have 25 shows on each one about <laughs> UFOs, right? There's things called the Mutual UFO Network, the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Um, we have independent researchers. And there's a lot better technology now that have allowed for better documentation. And, you know, you can analyze sightings. Also, fake sightings a lot better, you know, and in this time as well. But uh, everybody has a phone in their pocket. And it seems like the number of images being captured follow suit with that too so anything you have to say about the history of it or anything again that was a really cursory glance we just ran through it but we're going to cover some of this in a lot more depth as we go yeah i mean this will end up being like a, a four-parter probably at least oh yeah at least hitting just different things and i'm sure even down the line uh we'll circle back to this maybe we'll make july or something like that the hot alien summer that we keep coming back to each year but anyway <laughs> yeah which uh which one of these organizations is tom DeLong a part of <laughs> uh isn't he actually part question. of like a like legit ufo organization yeah so it's a disclosure project i think but i don't remember let's see he's part of something with um ufos it's a if you guys don't know who tom DeLong is he's the one of the members of you of uh not ufo of blink 182 <laughs> so he has a company called to the stars academy uh, okay to the stars academy that's what i was thinking yeah. of <laughs> yeah, so Tom DeLong, you know, he he's there's a perfect example of somebody that's still researching it today. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're at in the world of UFOs, but another reason we're bringing it up is what has happened recently, and there was a whistleblower who came forward uh named Grush is his last name. Uh let me see his first name here. Uh David Grush, and he was a former Air Force veteran. I guess he is an Air Force veteran. You can't be a former veteran, right? Um, and U.S. intelligence official. And he said that there's, he came forward saying he had information about like classified information that others were giving him. There were firsthand accounts of intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin is how it was worded. 
So he said, we have non-human origin craft. We're going to do, honestly, we have to do a whole episode on that. So we're not going to talk about it too much right now, but it was, it's pretty shocking stuff that's come out from him. He's not the first whistleblower. He's just the most recent. Bob Lazar, people know that name, was kind of the first and talked about it a lot. And we have, these are people that have the credentials. And of course, they get smeared right away when they come out, right? People are like, oh no, they can't believe any of that or whatever. But this has really kicked off since Grush has come forward. I don't know if that's how you say his name. All kinds of different questioning from the government. Have you heard anything about him so far or anything that's been coming out with him? I don't know how tied in it is, so feel free to stop me and I can keep talking about this later. But I was actually just watching uh, some clips from the Pat McAfee show. Okay. He's really into aliens and he's all in on it. But he had a, what was it, a representative from uh, Wisconsin, a okay. federal you know, I mean, works at that level, the the national level for that as a representative. And he is, I don't know if he's the head of the committee or if he's just a part of the committee that deals with like whistleblowing on this sort of thing. And like, as far as like, hey, we need to find out what this stuff is and like what the procedure is for like whistleblowing and stuff like, like there's actual like procedures for people to come forward and be able to not get their name destroyed by bringing this stuff up now. So I don't know if this has anything to do with I'm assuming it's somehow tied in uh, because this is the stuff that's really recent, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very recent. He came forward in June, like, which is yeah. this month. We are in June right now while we're recording it the last days. So so I would assume that's why Pat had this guy on the show uh, yeah. to talk about. I recommend it. It was from the 27th was when that episode aired, uh, the okay. Pat McAfee show. So highly recommend going and listening to it, but it's pretty cool. Um, I don't want to get too far off track yeah. with where you're going, but yeah. Yeah, so we'll look at him more coming up. One of the things I found extremely interesting about him is that Marco Rubio, the Republican, uh, is he a senator or congressman? I don't remember. Senator Rubio is actually backing him pretty strongly and says that this is, he says that he has heard several firsthand accounts from individuals in high positions in our government that back Grush's controversial allegations. And here's his quote. He says, there are people that have come forward to share information with our committee over the last couple of years. I want to be very protective of these people. A lot of these people came to us even before protections were in the law for whistleblowers to come forward. We're trying to gather as much information as we can. And frankly, a lot of them are very fearful for their jobs, fearful of harm coming to them. And so he's saying, like, we have these people, you know, and Rubio is not known for like, being bombastic in fact he was kind of that was like the rap on him when he ran for president like oh you're kind of too boring (laughs) you know like or in the middle (laughs) um and so this is pretty big news for him right yeah and this is exactly them what i was talking about because uh the congressman from wisconsin was talking about rubio and these protections these protections that he's talking about are the same ones that he was talking about on the show uh so yeah yeah and if you read read all this stuff it's kind of crazy that um, these are, this is like, it feels like, at least from in my lifetime, the first time these things are really being taken seriously. Yeah, not absolutely. Just pushed to, or at least publicly taken seriously. Not just, ah, forget about that, move that along here, let's keep going. So, yeah. Yeah, it seems like behind the scenes it has been taken a little bit more seriously than what we realized. And all we saw was the, oh, it's nothing and lighthearted and that sort of thing. But it might have been looked into a little bit more than we realized. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought the good way to end would just be thinking about, let's talk about some of the theories that are out there for what's going on here. And we'll end sort of as we do with like some biblical thoughts on it. 
Uh, not a ton of those either because we're going to break into these a little bit further and this is really just a cursory glance at it. But some of the theories that are out there, the first one we should say, and maybe the most obvious, is that it's all, none of them are real, right? They're all misidentifications. We just don't know what those misidentifications are for like that 6% or they're faked. You know, it's all faked people blowing something out of proportion, right? So that's one of the theories. And to be honest, that's probably true for many of them, right? They're, I shouldn't say faked, something else is going on, right? Something explainable. A misidentification. Yeah, or... like it's another, it's a, you know, a government, yeah. I think a lot of them probably, and the reason they happen around Air Force bases is because they're experimental aircraft. You know, think about like, what are those, uh, the stealth bombers and the stealth fighters? Like those things look like crazy alien starships, you know, if you were living near there and they, they have to take them up into the sky to test them out, right? Like they got to fly around and people are going to see this black, weird triangle shape. You're going to be like, what is that? So I'm like, that's probably yeah. a lot of them, you know, and then add in some weird identif- weird misidentification and just like eye tricks, your eyes play tricks on you. That's probably a lot of them. But some people would say that's everything. I think that's not, that can't account for all of them. It's like we said in the past, it only takes one right. to be true. Right. And again, a, Credible people talking about seeing this stuff who don't misidentify airplanes. The next one is the, these are like the two obvious. These are the two. These many people think these are like these are the only two options. It's all wrong and there are none, or there are aliens from. And when I say aliens, I mean literally like extraterrestrial life, l- beings from another planet, little gray yeah. men, um, or whatever they look like, right? But they're yeah. but they're from some planet. They're other natural creatures that evolved somewhere else in the universe and have made their way here right so that the, most people think that's it they're either aliens or there's not you know and it's plausible and those do seem to be the two big ideas at least in popular culture um, but there are other theories out there for sure the next one um, is that they are real things like bodies evolved beings but they're coming from somewhere other than off of our planet they're coming from our planet right so UFOs, we didn't even touch on this yet, but they oftentimes are seen diving under the water um, or coming from under the water. So people are saying they're not from another planet. They're from here. It's uh, something that lives under water or uh, others say they live in the center of the earth or like underground somehow. Reptile people. Reptile, right. People say <laughs> it could be that. And so that's a third theory. A fourth theory, and I think part of the reason that the government has changed their mind about UFOs to UAPs is that they are interdimensional beings, right? These are a glimpse into another dimension or some kind of crossover between universes, things along those lines. And our brains can't really comprehend what another dimension is like. We could say another realm. That's probably more accurate to what they're saying. Yeah, so those are kind of the big ones other than the final one, which I'll hold for a minute because that's what I hold to. And we'll talk Bible (laughs) in a minute. But any of those... Any thoughts on any of those four? Those are like the four big ones. I'm sure there's others, but those were what I could find that most people put most. These are the buckets that they put them into. Another cool one I heard, and I don't buy into these, but they were just fun theories to think of that it's uh, time travel. Oh, yeah, that's true. That it's either people from the distant, like it's humans from the distant future traveling back to our time, or it's ancient people who had more technology than we have now that are traveling forward in time. So I've heard both of those as well as uh, some theories. And again, I don't subscribe to them at all, but I think they're actually pretty interesting and would be a fun rabbit hole to go down yeah. and just read some science fiction on. But. Yeah, that would be interesting. There's Now, there's lots of like fringe, fringe of the fringe theories there. There's things like these are sure. governmental 
drones that are being made. And I mean drones as a, more like clones. Like these are basically carbon robots, <laughs> you know, uh, skin robots that are u- being... It's like Terminator, kind, kind of. of. <laughs> yeah, that are being used, but like bread. And then that's why they're soulless or emotionless is they're just these like meat machines that have been created. That's one that's out there. Um, others say that that's what the aliens we see are, even though there's another there's aliens in another planet sending these greys. That's why the greys are cold and don't really express emotions and things like that is because they're so. But these are fringier than fringe in some sense. <laughs> so there's one kind of bucket left, and that's that these are spiritual beings, right? In Christianity, we would say like demons or angels, um, but New Agers tend to think there's a spiritual component to aliens many times too. It's actually more common than you think as you go back through history. Uh, Lots of spiritists and occultists especially think that there's a spiritual connection between what we would call aliens and the spirit world. It's not just some off-planet being that live like a living, breathing thing that's born and dies, um, but that it's some kind of spirit. So that's what I think they are, to be honest. I think the ones that are actual real are some kind of actually real or some kind of spiritual being. I think more often than not, so we want to think critically here, right? I think spiritual beings, one, if we're Christians, we believe we have to believe they're real, like they're in the Bible. If you're going to believe the Bible, you got to believe in these spiritual beings. These spiritual beings also are able to be seen, right? Like people see them. There's no reason, and I've heard people say, yeah, but they're just spirits. The, the UFO these seem like real beings, whereas a demon is just a spirit. Well, yes and no. Like, there's who says, right, that they never have bodies or take on the form of a body? That could happen. Another thing is, you know, people have said, well, they're driving craft. Like, they have some kind of technology. You know, I'm not saying, here, let me be clear. I'm not saying that a UFO, like that thing that looks like a spaceship, is a demon, right? <laughs> but who's to say? There's nothing in the Bible that says they couldn't fly something, right? Like, maybe that's what it is. Or maybe it's not a craft. Maybe it's just a image or something breaking through that looks like a craft. Or I don't know. That That's the only way we know how to explain right, it. Right, exactly. And the phenomena makes sense more than craft or flying object, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, so, again, we're going to jump into that all the way through. But I think that's kind of the big bucket I put UFOs in is that they are some kind of spiritual beings. Now, again, when I say that, I don't mean necessarily non-physical, right? Spiritual beings could have physical form or bodies or uh, whatever. We see angels in scripture coming and talking to people and, and, you know, coming into their houses and they seem to think they're, you know, be able to talk to them like a person. Yeah, you think of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah right, exactly. or Right, exactly. That's what like I was that. thinking of. Like Lot lets these angels in because the, the people want to sleep with them. Right. They're like, oh, I want to have sex with these angels, but they think they're men. Like, let us have let's sleep with those men. We also have things like in the Old Testament or in Genesis, the angels that come down and mate with women. They have to have physical body parts to not get too graphic there for that to happen. Right. Like (laughs) you would think. So could they be I'm using demons as a catch all. We're going to do an episode on demons. I, I don't think demons are just fallen angels necessarily. I think that's too broad of a category. That's a whole other topic for another day, but they are evil spiritual forces um, that are non-human. So that's what I think about demons. Do you have any thoughts on or demons about aliens? What do you think about <laughs> demons and aliens, F? <laughs> no, I think uh, the spiritual beings. I think is probably where I land now. Because yeah. like I said, 
I never really bought into it before, but I think a lot of that was from the idea of if I don't believe in evolution here, why would there be evolution on another sure, planet? And I do believe that, right? So how would there be other beings on other planets? But kind of going all the way back to episode number two that we've done with the divine right. council and kind of, as I've read more and learned more on what that is or could be, uh, I think that is tied to this a lot closer than what I would have ever thought. Sure. And I think that makes the most sense. I'm not going to repeat everything you just said. Cause yeah. that, is probably a more in-depth thought of where I am on it because, like I said, this is kind of, I mean, maybe in the last, since, like, 2020 was probably when that, what, the little Tic Tac video was recorded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's probably when I started thinking, like, hmm, maybe there is something that people are not just misidentifying. So I think, like, probably up until that recently, this has been one of the things I've been more skeptical of than other types of fringe things, uh, yeah, so I think that that's probably the bucket I'm slowly dipping my toes okay. into. Yeah, to give and kind of expand on what does the Bible say about this, sometimes we have to think what does the Bible not say, right? Like what is it, what is it quiet about? And so one of the things, like I said, the Bible is quiet about is what exactly is the nature of a demon or a angel? Like meaning do they have skin? Do they have a body? Do they have... It actually, I don't know if it's all that quiet on it because it seems that they do sometimes, right? But it doesn't, I should say it's quiet on it. It doesn't explain like the physiology of a demon or an angel. It doesn't say, here's what they always look like. It seems like they look like different things at different times when we read scripture, you know? So that's important to note. It also doesn't tell us like where they are, right? Like, could they be in the cosmos somewhere? Why not? That's not in the Bible, right? Like, where are demons right now? You know, aside from on Earth, but like, do they have another place? Can they travel? They're not omnipresent like God is. We know that. So they do travel some way, right? They're in fixed locations at different times. So that could be, that. that's all important to say, right? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of Christians, and myself included in this, we just assume, oh, they're in hell. If they're not tormenting a yeah. person, they're in hell waiting for their marching orders. Right, and that's just like, not in the Bible anywhere. That's just an yeah. That's just an assumption that has come out of probably like it's like medieval paintings and writings and stuff. Yeah, like Dante. <laughs> like that's where that stuff comes from. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not from the Bible. Demons are not these little red guys with pitchforks, right? Like we don't know exactly what they are. You know, so that's important to see what isn't said there. We also need to know what is said in the Bible is that angels do interact with people, and we know that there are fallen or angels that are not a different creature. They're angels that have rebelled, right? And they've fallen. We also know there's lots of weird stuff that happens in the Bible. There seems to be things that come from otherworldly places. When I say otherworldly, I don't mean like Mars. Although, could that have happened? Could they be on Mars? Who knows? I don't know. You know, I don't want to say they can't. Because here's what I'm, I, why I talk about this. I could see a world where something is in the sky, right? Like, where someone says, look, we have proof of an alien. We have this thing that has come and landed and he walked off the craft and we see him. Could that happen? Absolutely, it could happen. And here's what I worry about when we talk about like, oh, don't talk about that church. Don't talk about this. Are people's faith going to be completely destroyed and be like, I can't believe any of this because an alien showed up or we have this UFO footage that is really strong. And I say, no, because you're putting things on the Bible that the Bible doesn't say, right? So that's why it's really important to say, what does the Bible speak of and what doesn't it speak of? So yes, man is made in the image of God, 
right? That's important. God, the Bible says that. That's a big deal. The Bible does say that Jesus became a man and died once for all men, right? That's important. So if we have some other creature that is living on this earth and it's not a man, Christ didn't die for that thing, right? And it doesn't have the image of God in it. That's important to know too. But it doesn't say it doesn't exist. And also Jesus was not an right. alien. Right. Jesus was not an alien. That does have to be said because of people like Eric von Daniken, right? Like Yes. So Jesus was not an alien. He became human, right? Humans are the pinnacle of God's creation from the biblical world. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Just had to throw that in there. (laughs) Uh, The Vatican seems to say that maybe there are these beings on another planet that God created who are also in his image, who whatever, you know, the image of God is a complicated thing and who Jesus then lived and died to save them as well at another point. I don't think that fits with the Bible because we don't have a pl- I think the Bible tells us Jesus was in heaven with the Lord, came and lived his life here, and then he went back to heaven and sits on high, right? So I don't think we have like multiple deaths, right? That Jesus died and went and saved at multiple places. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy that if that was what was being taught to me or something. But I do think that there could be these other things, right? I even think that what, what's in the realm of possibility could there be other creatures that live in this universe not on earth? Like, is there life elsewhere? There could be. The Bible doesn't say that he never put any other living things in the universe, right? Like, it doesn't say that. I don't think that's likely, but it doesn't explicitly say that. I do think the Bible kind of paints a picture of all of creation centering on earth. But could there be, like, some other thing? If there is, they're not made in the image of God. They're not redeemed by Jesus. We should probably be very fearful, not fearful, that's the wrong word, Uh, weary, wary, not weary, wary Mm. of them, Um, skeptical of them. So any questions on what, like I'm saying there, does that make sense? Like, I think because the Bible doesn't talk about this stuff doesn't mean we should just say it's all absurd and never think about it. You're right, because the Bible doesn't speak against it either. And in fact, there's lots of things that happen in the Bible that are weird that aliens kind of fit into right like demons or angels coming from the sky and mating with humans like that sounds like what we would call like a modern like abduction type thing right yeah so any questions on that no i was just gonna say i think this is all good almost like disclosure before we dive into the next however many weeks we go on before you know what i mean people start blowing up our inbox or whatever on what your thoughts are on it. We're kind of getting out ahead yeah, of that. <laughs> right. And we're going to talk about each thing and then I'll have more to say because it, the broad stuff, it's hard yep. to narrow down. What do I talk about from the Bible? Right? Like, yep. And of course we're always open to what your guys thoughts are and everything on that. But just to kind of at least give a, a high level, how does this tie in? And yeah, is it blasphemous to think there's something with these UFOs? Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to end with is, well, there's two things. One, what is kind of not on the table? That's how we've looked at other things, like with Bigfoot. What's not on the table for a biblical, a Bible-believing Christian? Evolution, that there's just some other intelligence that evolved somewhere else in the universe, is not on the table, right? Like this just separate thing that evolved separately because God created things intentionally. So that's off the table, right? Some kind of like alien seed theory, is off the table that the aliens came and created humans right for like that's a thing that's out there especially if you watch ancient aliens it says you know that aliens came the prometheus theory right the aliens came i was just gonna say are you talking about uh 
the Alien franchise and how the engineers created yeah, humans. Yeah, well, I mean, but that is a real theory. <laughs> In the movie Prometheus. That movie's based on, like, a real theory that people have. So that's off the table because God created the heavens and the earth and created us too, right? So that's a, that, those are the things off the table in my mind. Other intelligent beings in the universe, not off the table, right? Could they be on another planet somewhere? Not off the table necessarily, right? The last thing I was going to say is this is very much speculation, right? But if we read the Bible, there's multiple times where it talks about the end of the world. When, when things kind of hit their peak, the story of man and our time on earth, at least this iteration of earth, comes to an end. And there seems to be this antichrist figure, right, who comes and deceives the nations, uh, depending on your view of the end times. And I tend to think there will be this thing, this person that comes and says, every, and the whole world's governments are going to like bow down to this thing, right? Either the beast or the or the antichrist. And I was thinking about this, and I'm, it's not original to me. I heard someone say it. You know, can you picture in our world today? that all these things would just, all these nations will just stop fighting, join together under one person's leadership. Like it seems nearly impossible, right? Like a person. So could it be someone or something claiming to be extraterrestrial, right? Like I could definitely see that being a trick used by the devil to come and say, guys, I'm here. I, I'm part of the alien race. We've been watching you and people saying, oh, okay, you know more than us and the whole human race coming together to listen to this thing, right? And he's saying, I'm everything that your religion's pointed to. It was all about me or our race in or in the heavens and tell us that. And I'm like, yeah, and people would fall for that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, it's a totally a false gospel yeah. of a savior coming right. to save everyone. And it, to me, I'm like, that could be, I don't think it would be some alien in the classical sense, but they could use that as cover to be the antichrist or the beast that's shown in scripture. And I'm like, that would make sense to me. You know, I was just talking to one of our elders and we were kind of half laughing, half joking about, you know, there was all those things about 98 reasons that the world were end in 98. And they were looking at like the charts about like, Oh, when you're talking about the locusts in revelation, it's really talking about, um, helicopters and all this stuff. And we were like, I think the problem may have been, maybe his imagination just wasn't strong enough. He says, oh, it can't be like lizards flying in the sky or like locusts. It must be <laughs> helicopters. And I'm like, we were talking like, maybe it's some kind of like alien type thing. Like maybe that's what a de like these <laughs> demons are going to look like, like insectoids or lizard people, right? Like maybe, yeah, maybe. And that's what he's seeing. And we said, oh, it can't mean that. So it must mean helicopters. Now, that's not exactly how I read the, the stories in Revelation anyway, but I'm like, maybe, maybe that's where this all comes from. So <laughs> maybe my jokes about reptilians will all be in poor taste. Uh, yeah. When they're <laughs> come whenever that time right, comes. Right. When they're the demons <laughs> that come and, you know, um, David Icke will have a word yeah. with me. I mean, again, I don't like to take anything off the table unless the Bible takes it off the table. Right. Like, and I do think there are some things that are, but could that be what the Antichrist uses? Sure. You know, uh, could it also be there's theories from other religions that these aliens are just an advanced human race that like left and is going to come back. Like, like they flew away, they live somewhere else and they're going to come back and enlighten us. Could he could say he's one of those. Right. Yeah. So that's all just stuff that I find really interesting. And again, I like to share every episode about what we call the gospel, which is the good news of Jesus. And this is the part that really matters. And 
alien life, whatever it is, has to fit into this because this is the ultimate truth in the whole universe, which is that God created everything, right? So there's not a planet, there's not a thing that was made that God didn't make. And when human beings sinned, we broke everything, right? Like, oh, we ruined everything. Um, but that's kind of true. And angels sinned too, right? Like that's in the Bible. But God chose in love to win people back to himself. He didn't do this for angels. He actually says that. Like he didn't die for the angels. He died for humans only. So he came and lived the life we could never live, died the death we deserve to die, winning us back to himself. And so he is the supreme ruler, king, redeemer of the universe, not an alien, not a insectoid or reptilian Jesus, the God man who came and died for us. So I always want to share that and would love to chat with anybody who has questions about that sometime. Uh, again, you can find us on our socials, um, but any, th I'll give those in a second, but any wrap up thoughts before we end the intro to aliens here, brother Evan? No, I'm uh, for someone that's not a big UFO slash alien extraterrestrial guy. Uh, I'm looking forward to where this goes. Like we said early on, it's not that I haven't had a whole bunch of like exposure to all the different things. It's just for whatever reason, hasn't been like my cup of tea as far as like sit down, watch stuff at the end of the day. But uh, I'm excited to dive into it. This, this has me excited. Awesome. And I give you a teaser for next time. We're going to look at, I'll tell you the topic. We're going to look at crash sites. And so of course we're going to talk about Roswell primarily, um, but we're going to look at some other things out there too. There are other things like other crash sites out there, but Roswell will be our focus next week. So tune back in. Next week, you can find us on Liturgy and Lore on both Twitter and Instagram. We even have an email address. Send us an email, liturgyandlore at gmail.com. Send us emails. Let us know you hate the show or you love the show, and we'll take either. <laughs> may not read all the hater ones. If they start to hurt my feelings, and I cry. I might stop reading those. Um, but we'll try our best to get back to you. Good night, everybody, and uh, as always, thanks, Roblo. Thanks, Roblo.